10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and thank you so very much for deciding to join me once again. It's a privilege to have you here. Also, if you're tuning in for the first time, thank you so very much. Hope to have you back, and I hope that you will be a contributor to the show. Uh, let me know what you think. There are a couple of different ways to do that. We are on Twitter at Treehouse1776, at Treehouse1776. Or Treehouse of Liberty Media at gmail.com. Treehouse of Liberty Media at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. Love to hear from the new folks and especially from the folks who disagree with me. Um, I tell you guys all the time I don't get better by surrounding myself with yes men or yes listeners or yes women or yes female listeners, whatever. Um, the only way I get better is being presented with opposing points of view. And it either solidifies my position or it causes me to question myself. Or sometimes it does both. Um, I don't shy away from differing ideas. I like to hear them. I want to present them on the show. I don't want this to be an echo chamber uh, for people who agree with me. Yes, it's a, a constitutional conservative show and it's going to stay that way. There's no question about that. Um but even the Constitution, you know, we can disagree on those things. And if we didn't disagree on those things, there wouldn't be a Supreme Court. So that aside, um, I am so completely disgusted with the events in Canada right now that I'm not sure I'm able to put it into words. When I see peaceful protesters being trampled by police on horseback, literally stomped into the pavement by horses, commanded by police officers. When I see the tear gas, the rubber bullets, you know, all of those things that, you know, when it happens to people that don't look like us in the United States, you know, it's a problem and the police are evil and it's terrible and we got to defund and we got to get rid of them there. We need to send social workers and police shouldn't even exist. They're so horrible. Look how God awful they are. But all of a sudden, you know, when the people that this is happening to in Canada look a little bit different than those folks, all of a sudden it's fine and justice is being served and Ottawa needs to be opened up and look at these conquering heroes. Folks, we're, we're at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads. And, and not just in the United States, worldwide. You know, you look at the Chinese, you look at the Russians, you expect them to provide absolutely no civil liberties to their citizens. In a lot of ways, they don't. We grow up in North America thinking that our government is there to protect us. Our government is there to fight for us. Our government's going to protect our borders. Our, governor, our government is going to provide us with a strong military. You know, and our borders are wide open. Our military is still strong, but that's only because of the great men and women that make it up, certainly not because of their leadership. You know, I've never seen worse leadership than we have in the military right now. And I'm talking about general officers and the president. Uh, I'm certainly not talking about the NCO NCOs. I'm sure those men and women are still doing a great job and, you know, helping to build future leaders of tomorrow and, and doing that as well as they ever have. But 
Leadership is awful. Awful. And when you look at Justin Trudeau, the prime minister in Canada, here's a man who has taken a knee at a Black Lives Matter rally in the summer of 2020. Now, if you don't remember what happened in the summer of 2020 in the United States of America, that was the year that Black Lives Matter decided they were going to sweep across the country, burning cities down as they pleased. That was the year that they decided they were going to secede from the United States of America in both Portland and Seattle. They declared autonomous zones. They literally seceded from the United States of America. They did it. You know, you can say whatever you want about January 6th. Nobody seceded. There was not an insurrection. Joe Biden's FBI confirmed that there was no insurrection and that Trump wasn't involved. There's no need for the January 6th committee, except for the political bullcrap that our Democrat quote-unquote leadership is attempting to spew. I mean, Canada's never bothered anybody. You know, South Park, with their running joke about blame Canada, was funny because Canada's never pissed anybody off. You know, I only spent a week in Canada, and it was Quebec City. And I encountered the most beautiful people that I could ever imagine. There's a large, at least there was then, this was in 1991, there was a large six-lane highway that runs right down through the middle of Quebec City. And our tour guide, Guy, God bless him, wonderful guy, absolutely wonderful guy. We get to the edge of this six-lane highway. Guy steps into traffic, holds his hand out, and all three lanes stopped. And our group walked across to the median. Guy steps off the median, holds his hand up in the other direction. All three lanes of traffic stopped. And we walked the rest of the way across the highway. Try that in New York City. Please try that in New York City. Let me know how it works out for you. Also, let me know who your next of kin is and where I should send the flowers for your funeral. In my experience, Canadians are wonderful people. Truly wonderful people. They, even when they get upset, rightfully so, at the drastic restrictions and mandates that have been imposed upon these truckers, they don't take to the streets burning things down. They don't take to the streets injuring thousands of police officers. They don't take to the streets murdering at least three dozen people. They don't take to the streets to secede from the Union in two major cities. They blow the horns on their trucks. I mean, literally, that's what they did wrong. They blew the horns on their trucks. Now, I drove a truck for a little while. I know that an air horn is pretty loud. I also know that if I lived in Ottawa, I would much rather have those truck drivers protesting where it might be a little loud, as opposed to the leftist protesters that we have in the United States, in which case my city is going to be burned to the ground, all of our cops are going to be injured, lots of people are going to be murdered, and these people are going to declare that they're no longer a part of my country and seize it literally for themselves. Folks, it is not hard. It is not hard to draw the line between who is right and who is wrong. We are right. They are unequivocally wrong. And by they, I mean the leftist terrorists of Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And I mean our leftist elected politicians. And I apologize for calling them leaders earlier. They're not. They're our employees. Elected politicians. 
these people who stir so much crap over the fact that a couple of hundred people walked into a building. Literally, that was the crime they committed. They walked into a building. You know, it was a restricted building. They shouldn't have done it. I've condemned it on the show numerous times. But if you want to tell me that those people are the problem, and that the terrorist murdering, looting, burning, causing thousands of injuries, dragging people out of their vehicle at intersections because they wander into these protests and they don't happen to have the right skin color, and they beat them damn near to death, you want to tell me those people are right? Because I don't have that argument with you all day long and all night, and I can stay up longer than you. I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting. There's no comparison between January 6th and the riots of Black Lives Matter, the leftist terrorist organization, domestic terrorist organization that repeatedly attacked the United States and seceded from the Union in two different places. We are better than them. I am better than them. You are better than them. Those Canadian truck drivers are better than them. And we're all better than these want-to-be little tyrants. You know, I've started to call Justin Trudeau handsome Hitler. Because that's what he is. He crushes, crushes peaceful protests. 170 arrests today. At least two people that I saw mud holes stomped by his officers on horseback. Crushed into the ground by horses that outweigh them by hundreds of pounds. That's how he handles peaceful protests. You know how he handles Black Lives Matter? Those domestic terrorist thug pieces of crap? I'm going to take a knee in solidarity with you. That should tell you everything you need to know about that man. And I know Canadians are peaceful people. They're decent people. They're good people. But Canada, you're in the same position I am in the United States. It is now time for you to make a decision. What are you going to do? Are you going to accept tyranny? Are you going to accept that when Justin Trudeau disagrees with you and you peacefully say something about it, you're going to get mud hole stomped by a horse? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with the batons, the rubber bullets, the tear gas? Because you respectfully and peacefully disagree with that man? I feel for you if you do. And my fellow Americans, you're not doing any better right now. And I include myself in that. You know, look look at our... I keep trying to say leadership. Look at our elected politicians in the United States. Kamala Harris, I've talked about this on the show before. She compared January 6th to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. She drew an equal parallel between those three events in American history. January 6th is just like 9-11 and is just like Pearl Harbor. They're the same thing in her mind. You know, that's what she thinks about peaceful people who walk into a building. What did she say about Black Lives Matter? In a public debate, I quote, they won't stop and they should not stop, end quote. This is the summer that that rioting was going on, ladies and gentlemen. Kamala Harris believes that people that look like her should burn down the United States of America. 
She believes that those people have every right to loot, every right to murder whoever they want to, every right to injure thousands of police officers, and every right to secede from the United States of America in Portland and Seattle. She believes that is the correct thing to do. She said it. I'm not making it up. Quote, they won't stop and they should not stop. End quote. She supports terrorism against the United States. Fact. In the United States, at least our founders left us some measure of protection against tyranny. Our Second Amendment. Our Second Amendment is in place to prevent people like Justin Trudeau and to prevent people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris from imposing their sick will on good people. And you may have noticed, while all of this is going on, not a dink. All of a sudden, this week, Joe Biden comes out and starts talking about how we have to get rid of automatic weapons. We have to get rid of high-capacity magazines. You see the tyranny taking place. It is no longer a hypothetical. You see the tyranny taking place. And our leaders, as it's taking place, tell you that they want to take away your only means to defend yourself from tyranny. Folks, the math is not hard. The math is not hard. We are fighting for freedom, for liberty, for truth, for justice, for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is an active battle right now. And God bless those of us on our side who have been the side of peace who have been the side to use our voices as I'm doing right now. I'm not going to pick up a gun. I'm not going to load a high-capacity magazine into what they like to call an assault rifle. I could. I know how to do it. Trained in it for a long time. I'm not going to go storm some government building. I'm not going to kill innocent people. I don't believe innocent people deserve to die. I'm not Black Lives Matter. They believe that. Not me, not you, not us. But you have to ask yourself, as you're watching your television, and you're seeing this tyranny being imposed on peaceful, good, well-meaning people who have a legitimate complaint. You know, We want all these vaccine mandates. Biden's done nothing but talk about vaccine mandates since he took office. The vaccines have not worked. And I have to admit, the vaccines were created under Donald Trump. Operation Warp Speed. Rushed them into production. You know, it's, it's Trump vaccines that don't work. I have to admit that. But at the same time, forcing people to take injections into their body that the government knows don't work, you have to step back and ask yourself, hmm, okay, so this doesn't do anything to prevent COVID. It doesn't do anything to prevent the spread of COVID. But the government's still trying with every means that they have to force this injection into my body. You have to ask yourself why. I am not an anti-vaxxer at all. 
My children have all of their required vaccines. I have all of mine. And I, th- I thank my parents for making sure that I did. You know, I, I don't know what it's like to have smallpox. It doesn't sound like much fun. I've seen what happens to people with polio. Not really a fan of that either. I'll pass. Thank you. But those are vaccines that have been tried and have been proven to work over decades and decades. These vaccines that we have now were rushed into production And the CDC even came out and said, your viral load is the same as somebody who's not vaccinated. And you are just as likely to pass it on to somebody else. In plain English, it doesn't work. But still, you know, our our fascist government officials, Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden, have both issued vaccine mandates. Thankfully, Biden's is tied up in the court right now, so we're not being forced to take these injections. You know, remember when people like them, remember when people on the left screamed at us constantly, my body, my choice, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. You can't tell me what to do with my body. That was them. That was their side. Repeatedly telling us, You can't tell us what to do with our bodies. In the United States, that became the law of the land and has been for a long time. But now, all of a sudden, when it's somebody on the other side of the political spectrum that has the audacity to say that, hey, I think my body belongs to me. Now, what are you? Now you're causing the pandemic of the unvaccinated. You know, you're the horrible person. You're the one that should be ostracized from society. You're a terrible piece of crap as far as they're concerned. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, the left, not only in the United States, but as far as I can tell across the world, is the party of the most disgusting hypocrisy that has ever been witnessed on planet Earth. And they're too stupid to even realize it. You know, they talk about January 6th violence. Okay. All right, cool. Let's talk about January 6th violence. As I understand it, there were five police officers that died or were seriously injured that day. One was hit with a fire extinguisher. Horrible. Awful. Should never happen. Disgusting. And I hope that person goes to jail for a very, very long time. The others all died of natural causes or their injuries were of natural causes. How many natural cause injuries did you see at a BLM rally when they're burning cities down, murdering, injuring? You think there was a lot of natural cause stuff happening there? Do you think they were mostly peaceful? As CNN told you, while the city's burning down behind their reporter? You want to talk about violence? I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that. If you want me to say the people that behaved in a violent manner on January 6th are wrong, they're wrong. 100% wrong. I fully agree. Anyone that attacks a police officer, armed or not, should go to jail for a very long time. And again, I hope that person does. 
But when you compare that to their terrorists, and I, I do say their terrorists, because you never hear anything but support or complete ambivalence from the left about Black Lives Matter, about Antifa. These are people that they fully embrace. You know, our side's different. When somebody on our side commits an act of violence, we condemn it immediately. I listened to every conservative outlet I could on January 6th and the days following. Every conservative commentator. Every single one of them said it was wrong to go into the Capitol building. Damned it in the strongest terms. And it should be. Again, those people were wrong. Never should have happened. But if you want to compare our violence to theirs, again, they're fully supported by their party and by their top elected officials, fully supported their violence. There is no comparison, ladies and gentlemen. There's none. And yet, who do you see cracked down on? Who do you see sitting in solitary confinement right now, waiting for trial dates, where many of them are charged with the heinous and disgusting crime of parading? Yes, many of the January 6th protesters have been charged with parading, with having a parade. Okay, that's, that's the biggest thing that they can find to charge these people with, apparently. Having a parade. The crime of having a parade. And these people have sat in solitary confinement, many of them for well over a year. And I'm not a big fan of the UN. But the UN defines solitary confinement as torture. Torture. So these leftist elected politicians are torturing their political opponents for parading, for walking into a building. And they praise to the high heavens the actual terrorists that have repeatedly attacked the United States. It's a good thing I'm not in the military anymore. You know, I, I was taught and I fully believe the only good terrorist is a dead terrorist. They would not have wanted to cut me loose in the United States while that crap was going on. And to have it supported fully and completely by the highest ranking people on the left in our government. This is where we are. This is where we find ourselves. Our moment is now. It is right now. Tough times call for tough people. And we're either going to stand up like every generation in the United States and Canada has before us. Or we're going to live under the tyranny that you are seeing on your television right now. We're going to live under the terrorism that you saw on your television in 2020. We are going to live under the tyranny that puts political opponents in solitary confinement. Again, UN defines that as torture. Political opponents tortured. Let me say it again, tortured for the crime of walking into a building. We're better than them. We're above them. 
we must begin to hold them to the same standard to which we hold ourselves. When they choose to commit acts of terrorism against the United States or against Canada, we need to stand up and smack them in the mouth. I am not encouraging violence. I don't want to see anyone be violent. But I can tell you right now, if it comes to somebody burning my town down or me knocking them the hell out, and I have that option, tell them who did it when they wake up. We can't just sit by anymore. Do not strike first. Do not. I know the temptation is to do that. I have the same feelings that you do. But we must continue to be better than them. And you know what? If we have to take it on the chin, like those great men and women up in Canada are right now, then you know what? We need to step into the street and take it on the freaking chin. We need to have the balls to stand up and do that. Yeah, our government's going to crack down on us. Yeah, our government's going to get out the fire hoses again. And the dogs. And the billy clubs. And the tear gas. You know, all those things that we used to complain about when cops did it. They're going to get all those things out. And they're going to be directed at us. The good people of the United States and Canada. And other free countries around the world. I know North America is not the only place that this is happening. But our news here tends to be pretty North American centric. And if I'm being honest in the United States, it's very, very Amerocentric. It's unusual for us to see as much of what we have as far as what's going on in Canada right now. That's a shame, too. Uh, the, the United States is not the only country on this earth. We're not the only free country on this earth. We're not the only country being run by tyrants. Canada is not the only country being run by tyrants. But we need to look at these governments and make sure that they are the very last ever run by tyrants. We have a Second Amendment. It's not to be taken lightly. It is not for the purpose of charging into the Capitol building or charging into the White House to take over or overthrow a government. But it is our first and last line of defense. And when tyranny happens, when these attacks on good people do happen, we've got to stand up. We're the only ones that can do it. Again, I am in no way encouraging violence. I do not want you to pick up a weapon and go find your nearest politician. That's the last thing I want you to do. Because when you do that, you make us look like them. You know, if you would burn a city down, you make us look like them. If you knock the hell out of a couple thousand cops, you make us look like them. If you declare autonomous zones and secede from the United States or secede from Canada. No offense, Quebec City, I love you guys. Had a blast up there. You make us look like them. The revolution, the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf, everywhere. 
everywhere. When freedom has been threatened, who have they called? The United States of America. Who is Ukraine calling right now? It's not the United States of America, folks. It's Canada. And Canada is providing lethal tools to Ukraine to defend them against the tyranny and oppression of the Russians. Canada is. Not us. Not the United States. We have an incredible ally to our north in the Canadian people. Canadian government's just like mine. It can go straight to hell. Literal hell. But the people up there deserve our support. They deserve our respect. They deserve our thanks for peacefully protesting in the face of oppression and violence from their government. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, who have the balls to stand up up there, or the ovaries, ladies. You are doing what we in the United States should be doing. Standing tall, standing proud, defending country, defending freedom, and doing it in a peaceful manner. God bless you. God protect you. And God bring us all out from under these worthless, worthless tyrants. And so that's going to do it for another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I get a little worked up when we start talking about tyranny. As you can probably tell, as a strict constitutionalist, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. And by pet peeve, I'm being very, very nice. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for a little bit of your time. I tell you all the time that time is the most precious commodity that we have on this earth, and I am very grateful for a little bit of yours. Again, I would love to hear from all of you. Um, you can reach us at Treehouse1776, at Treehouse1776 on Twitter, TreehouseOfLibertyMedia at gmail.com. That is TreehouseOfLibertyMedia.com. If you are listening and you're in Canada, please, please get a hold of me. I would like to have you on the show, especially if you have direct knowledge of the events that are taking place up there. I hope that you know that the free people of the United States, are, our hearts are completely with the free people of Canada. We are so proud of you guys standing up for liberty and doing so peacefully. I pray that every free soul on planet Earth right now will stand on guard for thee. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless the United States of America. God bless our great neighbors to the North Canada. Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon.